Blake Murphy, Cedric Alexander. Buddy Murphy. What did I say, Blake? He said Blake. God damn it, Blake. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not writers should get as much credit as directors and actors for a movie success. I don't care about either. <laughs> I don't. No? No, I don't. Alright, fair enough. Um... It's because you're a writer. That's why. Well, I just think, like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, what a great director, oh, what great actors. And it's like, well, what about the people I mean, who write the script? Yeah, I mean, stories is important. It's I'm just, saying. Like, I've never really sat down and thought about, like, hmm. I'm saying they get no love, bro. I mean, they get... They get uh, Come on, you could probably name, like, six directors off the top of your head no. and, like, 15 actors off the top of your head. The name me two, more than one writer. John Krasinski wrote his own movie. He's an actor, though. Yeah, but he's also... A, uh, no, but he's a writer. He's writing, an actor first. Writer and director. He's an actor an first. An actor. That's why. Anyway, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, the Shakespearean candidate. I'm mixing it up, putting two of them together. That's joined by a little extreme, but um, I don't know if I should go by the weekday today because the way my hair is, or <laughs> shades. Maybe the shady weekday. It is a shady day, but it's shades. <laughs> So, unfortunately, today we are missing our third host, Maddie Bizzle. I say unfortunately for us, but not so unfortunate for him because he's at New York Comic Con enjoying all that fun stuff while we're not. So, Matt's not going to join us today, but don't worry. We're here to pick up the slack and we'll make sure to keep you guys fulfilled in your wrestling needs. Fully, fully informed. That's right. So, we just wrapped up uh, watching WWE Super Showdown from Melbourne, Australia. And we got a lot to talk about, or not a lot to talk about at all. Let's find out. Ring that bell, man. So, uh, Melbourne, Super Showdown in Australia. We have uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line, and I'm, I'm noticing a growing trend. It's either on the pre-show, or it's like opening the pay-per-view, we have the, the Tag Team Championship match. Yeah. At least SmackDown cha- Tag Team Championship And I think match. the reason for that is they tend to feature... Teams who have good chemistry and teams who can put on entertaining matches. I mean, we normally have the New Day or the Usos or the Bar or, you know, some sort of combination of those. And all three of those teams, I think, either within themselves or with the other, like in some sort of combination, they all have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already, we've seen the amazing matches we get out of the New Day and Usos. And we've seen what the New Day and the Bar can do. So I think that's one of the reasons why they usually open shows with these tag matches because they're usually pretty entertaining and they usually have some good chemistry. Yeah. The match overall was pretty decent. I it mean, was decent. I expected um, a little better from these two. I mean, when they had the tag team tournament yep. for the number one contender shot, mm-hmm. um, they put a good match together. Yeah. Uh, it was a very good match for SmackDown at least also. Right. Um, but I, I saw a growing trend with this pay-per-view, they were cutting the ring off a lot from, mm-hmm. from their partners. Mm-hmm. I wish we got more from this because we know what they can do. Right. But uh, it, was, it just it felt was, like was something decent. was missing yeah, in there this was, match. I wanted more. Right. Uh, there was something I, like, that was missing in this match. I'm not sure if it was a time thing or if there was just something within the match that we're accustomed to getting from these guys that we didn't. But I was left thinking, huh, you know, this could have been better. It's gonna I mean, be better. The New Day usually puts on a, a decent match. Yeah. 
anytime they're on, uh, you know, any pay per view or any ma- any uh, show, they put a, a, a good match together. But yeah. this time it was, I don't know what was missing. It was just maybe a, a spot here or a spot there. Something something just wasn't something just wasn't there. But um, they had unveiled the new moves. I, I've never seen this. Um, maybe you. I have. think I've seen them use it, just never as a finish. And I like it as a finish. It, it works for uh, Xavier Woods and oh, his name's escaping me. Kofi Kingston. I'm sorry. Right. Because they don't have Biggie in and Biggie's uh, finishing move. The minute hour. Yeah, they kind of do that into the DDT or something like that. That's well. The minute hour is normally where like he's. Xavier, I mean, the Biggie's holding one of them up, and the other one does that, like... Yeah, the diving DT kind of thing. That's funny, because right before they went for the finish, you can kind of feel the finish coming. I go to myself, how are they going to pull out the Midnight Hour? Which one of these two is stronger of the two to hold this guy up for it? Xavier Woods is pretty strong. Yeah, but I don't know if he's strong enough to hold the guy up in that spot for that long. If they were going to have somebody eat that spot, it would be Cesaro. He does... He is the smaller of the two. True, fair. I mean, he ended up eating the, the finish anyway. I mean, I like this 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 finish that they have. So tell them about what the finish is. Okay, so Kofi's the legal man. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods tags him in, hits the the backstabber, and Kofi goes up to the top rope. All the way around. Xavier was the legal man. Kofi tags Xavier's oh, back. Oh, to get in. To okay, get, yeah. yeah, to get in. Okay, so Xavier hits the backstabber. Kofi goes up for the stomp. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying not to call it the coup de grace because, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Um... He hit the stomp and so yeah. So Xavier's holding the backstabber position. It's not like he hits the backstabber and releases like normal. Yeah, he's just holding no, him. He's holding on him his in knees. that spot. Yeah, and then Kofi does the the top rope double stomp. It looked and good. I'm not crazy about the fact that it's so similar to the coup de gras, but I mean it's a it's a stomp. You can't really yeah. But we know how WWE up. works. If someone uses a move as a finisher, the rest of the roster's got to lay off that move. Even it's, as something as simple as a DDT. Well, Finn's move in uh, New Japan was the was it uh, Bloody Sunday, uh-huh. which was like the inverted DDT or something like that. Which what does he call that now? The nineteen sixteen or whatever he calls 19, it. Yeah, it's like a, a Jack the Ripper thing or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Some, I don't know. But um, his move in WWE has been his finisher has been the, coup de gras. the shotgun drop, drop the shot, kick to yeah. the coup de gras. Right. But yeah, that was the finish. New Dane retains, and that was that. Now, the next match, I was surprised initially that this was the next match on the card, but seeing how the match ended made sense to me as to why this was the next match. So, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line between Charlotte Flair and defending champion Becky Lynch. Um, I don't know if this was a production mistake or just a production just missed. I don't know. But they have Charlotte and Becky come out, and then they run... The, the hype promo. Yeah, the, which the, the promo package. Which makes no sense to me. But whatever. Um, it was a good match. I felt early in the match that Charlotte was out of place in terms of like the way she was performing. She seemed like something... It seemed like something was, was going on with Charlotte. She wasn't all the way there. I'm not sure what the case was, but something seemed off with Charlotte. I didn't mention it while we were watching because I was kind of just watching to see what how the, how the match progressed. But she seemed like she was a little out of it. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, but the match did start to pick up momentum. And it, I felt like it was getting to a point where we have a really good match. Mm-hmm. And then it got cut short. 
And I just, I feel like this match, if they gave them another, I don't know, 10 minutes. If they gave them 10 minutes, so another 5 minutes. If they gave them another 5 minutes, they probably could have gotten a good match out of this. I think it was a decent match that could have been better. I think... I, and I'm I sorry. don't like the finish. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but... I don't think that we could have had a better match. I think we could have had a better finish. With okay. F- with five minutes. Um, I, I, Becky Lynch win, uh, loses by disqualification. Because... Ooh. Charlotte has her in the the figure eight, mm-hmm. and you know you actually like listen. Becky's looking around for something, and we noticed that she did bring the belt in um, after trying to have the champion's advantage by just losing Walking by count. Yeah. Um, I, I it was a lazy lazy finish. I don't like it because of what it means for what they're doing with Becky's character. Mm-hmm. And I was going to get into that. It's just, it makes Becky's character look super weak now. And on top of that, they're they were really they were using this kind of like anti-hero tweener kind of thing where like fans loved her and she was getting all the cheers in the world, but she was I mean you could tell WWE wanted her to be the heel. Yeah. And so I feel like this was WWE saying, No, 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 no. She's going to be the heel. You're going to boo her by making her trying to walk out of the match, which garnered some boos, and then her using the title uh, to disqualify herself from the match, and anyone and everyone knows when you're in the middle of a good match and it you know goes out the window because of a DQ, the fans are gonna boo. And so like I don't like that because now we're going okay, screw it, she's just gonna be a heel, and whatever. Let's be lazy, run of the mill heel, like Becky. a weasel kind of. Yeah, heel. and I don't yeah. want to see that. I thought what they had going was interesting, and they just gave up on that because they were being lazy, in my opinion. Um, so, but what's funny about that? Is that when it first happened, they booed Becky. When she tried to walk away with the belt, they booed her. When she hit um, Charlotte with the belt, they booed her. But then, with the post-match beatdown, fans were right back in Becky's corner. So, I don't know what WWE is going to do. I don't know if they're going to like really try and hammer this home, or if they're just going to lament and let the fans cheer for her. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Charlotte went out there to beat on Becky, and then ended up getting a Bexploder mm-hmm. on the outside... We found out later on through the night that Becky Lynch will be facing Charlotte on SmackDown. For rematch, Joe. Uh, I don't think that's good. They should have prolonged it a little bit more for Evolution, which is going to happen at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. They could always Which means just... we're not going to get a rushed feud for the title at Evolution, which I'm not happy about. I don't think so. So what are they going to do at Evolution? She has to, the title has to be on the line. I, I didn't say she, it's not going to be on the line. Right. One of two things. Mm-hmm. One... Becky wins shenanigans. Okay. Charlotte Flair, the last time, blah, 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 evolution. Or an option that you're not going to like, and I don't like either because we don't like when they do this with the belt is... Oh, when she drops it to Charlotte? She drops it to Charlotte on SmackDown, and then Charlotte <gasps> re-drops it to her at evolution. It's, it's, it, that's the only way to keep this feud going. In of, my opinion. Of those two, I prefer the second option. You prefer her to drop you the belt? You know what? Yeah. I prefer drop it to Charlotte under one condition. If she picks it back up at Evolution and they let her have a long reign, I'm cool with it. But if it becomes drop it to Charlotte, get it back at Evolution, and then drop it again at the next pay-per-view. Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. If she drops the Survivor Series or TLC or whatever, then like... Well, TLC's in December. 
Survivor Series would be like immediately. I mean, Crown Jewel, but you know how they women can't. Do right. Crown so, Jewel, so the next so thing is TLC. Survivor Series. If she doesn't drop it at Survivor Series, then it's TLC. That's what I'm saying. That. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Because Survivor Series could be champion versus champion, so she might be going. Whoever is the SmackDown Women's Champion theoretically will probably be going up against the uh, Ronda Rousey. Or R- if um, right. Ronda Rousey drops it, how does to? We'll get to that. You know, whoever she's facing at Evolution. Right. Uh, next segment we had was uh, Elias and the Kevin Owens. Again, I don't understand why she why she delays their introduction. She goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Elias and Kevin Owens." Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. I also I don't like this segment without Leo Rush. <laughs> I won't disagree. This this cheap heat that they had in, in Australia by saying I don't I'm not familiar with their, yeah, their they definitely, athletes right. to be honest. They so. definitely took some shot at somebody that we have no idea. And I'm just like, oh, they don't like that. I don't understand. Right. Uh, they didn't generate the same heat they did in Seattle. I don't think it's for possible. Six straight minutes, but I don't even think they got anywhere near it. Like I'm not. I don't think they can ever top Seattle's heat. But at the same time, I just felt like I feel like the fans kind of wanted to boo for them so they can replicate Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they did anything to warrant significant heat. I mean, unless the the athlete that they. Named mm-hmm. is a like a big time athlete. And right. Like, I don't know. Was it cricket? Was it soccer? I have no idea what rugby. Rugby. Uh, I mean, I don't understand. I I don't really follow their sports. Yeah. So I don't know who they said. I don't know how much he did actually generated. I don't know. But I did like in that segment was Kevin Owens saying that they shouldn't have had the event here in Australia. It should have been in Canada. Yeah. That was good. That was good. I don't know. It's just a regular heel. Uh, my hometown should have had it, whatever. But I, I found great pleasure. Yeah, in yeah. Like we, we we outwardly laughed. Yeah. At him saying, "I told him it should have been in Canada," and we laughed. I don't know. So the way Kevin Owens delivers his stuff. He's Kevin Owens. Before the the segment, you know, Elias plays his guitar, so he oh starts playing God, uh, Thunderstruck. Oh my God! about this. Ugh. Um. <laughs> so look, can I? May I? Yes, because you are the thing. musician okay. here. So he starts playing the the first portion of the Thunderstruck riff. You know the riff, and then it goes to the high pitch part. But he never does the high pitch part. So he just stays in that main riff, but he's messing it up the entire time. And then it seems like I don't know if he planned it or he just winged it, but it's like he gave up on it, and then just went to the generic blues pentac- uh, uh, pentatonic scale. Little soloing, and he's messing that up too. I'm just like, oh my god! First of all, if you're gonna do down the shrug, do it right. You don't do it on acoustic guitar, by the way, because that just it sounds like bollocks. And then just into the the blues scale guitar solo that you're messing up, and then him and Owens are staring at his hands as if something's magic. They're just staring at his hands, staring at his hands. I'm just like, what? Why is it so much better than this? And this is really, really bad. Yeah, this, really this, bad. This you can hear some fans trying to chant thunder, but because he kept messing it up, they couldn't find the beat where it's supposed to go thunder. Yeah. It was just, uh, don't, Elias, don't do it. I mean, it was saved. That whole segment was saved by Bobby Lashley coming out. Yeah. And how many times have we said that before? Bobby Lashley coming out to save a segment. Apparently, Melbourne likes themselves some Bobby Lashley. I said that as a game, man. Australia loves themselves some Bobby Lashley. Because he got cheered when he came out. 
despite the fact that he doesn't know his colors. But um, oh, yeah, he was a a palette of mess. Oh, he was black and red pretty much his entire gear. Like black boots, red socks, black knee pads, black elbow pads, red wristbands, navy blue headband. Maybe he's a Yankee fan. So then wear all navy blue. I don't, it was dumb. But who was wearing navy blue? Was, was Boston's own, well, well, West Newbury, Massachusetts' own, John Cena. Papa Juan Dinner. Because my man looks like a dad with that Sporting hair. Sporting that. That hair, bro. That 750 credit score. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he came out and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this dude did my taxes. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I said he looked like Mark Wahlberg. Like he was doing a biopic yeah. on Mark Wahlberg, and he was the the Because, you know, actor. Um, Marky Mark was a rapper. Right. I don't know if you were. He's still a rapper. Quote, unquote. Well, he had good vibrations. Good vibrations. Oop. Copyright. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to... Like, more than, than, like... Than 10 seconds. There you go. Okay, I'm cool. Yeah, cool. we're good. Okay, we're, we're good. good <laughs> but uh, this match was such a, like... It was a nothing match. Again, they really cut cut off the ring. Yeah. And just put a lot of I beating said, out to Bobby Lashley. I what did I, I think it was like within the first two minutes of the match, I said, we're not going to see Cena in the ring until he gets a hot tag and he's going to finish the match. That's exactly what they did. It was a two-on-one until... I, the match went ten minutes, so I'm going to say after about nine and a half mm-hmm. is when he gets the hot tag, he comes in... Does his few moves, his usual five moves of doom. With the sixth move. And then he does the sixth move. Which I had seen before because I heard about it. Yeah, no, I, I, I know that you have seen it before. I don't know if um, Matt has seen it before, but I told myself I'm not going to see it until the Super Showdown because I wanted to see... It was so dumb. Yeah, that definitely was not worth the wait, I'll tell you that. It's like a charged up, striking backhand. Yeah. Like, so dumb. I was like, what? What is this? I don't understand. But whatever. He got the, you know, the one, two, three. The crowd was happy. Then John cuts pretty much the exact same promo he cut at the, uh, the, greatest, Royal the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. You know, Thank you for being here. And I know my life's changing, but WWE will always be my home. Blah, blah, yada, yada. And that, that was that. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for coming, John. Bye. Bye. Have a great time. Right? Exactly. It was like, all right, cool. Thanks. Um... Anyway, <laughs> so then after that, we had the uh, the hometown, home country girls. The home country girls, the Iconics. They came out, they cut a little promo. And now, okay, so this, this is a little interesting. So their music hits, and I immediately go, oh, cool. I know it's them. And the crowd, I'm not sure they knew it was them. Because they didn't really, like... There was, like pitter-patter. It was yeah. Like, oh. There wasn't a lot of pop. They're kind of just like, all right, cool, whatever. And they cut their promo, and the audience didn't react much. And I was like, oh, man. I feel bad. I'm not really an Iconics fan, but I felt bad that they were in their home country, and their home country didn't seem to give at all. Two hoots to a uh, hooting nanny. They, they, didn't, they didn't care. Um, Asuka and Naomi came out. They're doing this weird thing where like they dance a lot, and I don't like Asuka dancing so much. I, I listen. I know that you're like super like Asuka fan and whatnot, but. I thought Asuka looked pretty cute. But don't get me wrong, it was cute, Naomi. it's adorable, but that's not what I want out of Asuka. Obviously. But for what we have now, I think it's cute. Yeah, I guess. Should they go back to Asuka being the lady killer? Like, she has been? Absolutely. Bro, when she was in NXT, they feared her. 
the other the women wrestlers would be like they would had a, a look of of legitimate fear at the thought of fading of facing Oscar. You know, the fans would chant, "Oscar's gonna kill you," and now she's dancing. Welcome to the main roster. Miana understand I. Miana understand. Um, yeah, the match was like whatever, kind of sloppy. Um, you could tell these four women just don't have chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think Naomi and Asuka have chemistry, which is weird. As a team. Yeah. I think the two of them, when they yes. work together, they actually work really well together. Almost like it's uneasy to see how well they perform together because I don't want them to. It makes you feel uneasy. Yes, it makes me feel it's uneasy. Like how I felt when uh, AJ and Jericho were okay. uh, Y2AJ. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want this. Right, right. Like, it, it worked. I don't want it to work, but it's working. Um, but in terms of, like, for competitors, I don't think there was much chemistry there. No. Uh, I, I wrote in the notes here that the highlight, for me at least, was uh, there. Naomi is um, outside of the ring with uh, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Royce. Yeah. And she, she just yells out, iconic, and slaps her butt as she throws her back in the ring. And I was just like, what? What, that was like so indicative of what this whole match was. I was just like, what is this? I don't understand what this is. But uh, the Iconics went over. And then the crowd decided to cheer for them. And even then, they cheered for them, but they weren't as loud as they were going to get later on in the night. Yeah, I like, I told them, I told you guys on the predictions earlier, um, I said the Iconics have to go over. Mm-hmm. It's Australia. They're coming home, technically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to put them over. Yeah. And it makes sense to have Naomi eat the pin as opposed to Asuka right. if you're still trying to make Asuka look strong. Right. Anyway. Next, we have a match where I show, I thought should have been later on down the card, but... Agreed. The WWE doesn't care for the WWE Championship. We had Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship and custody of Wendy and the Kids. For the love of Wendy Styles. For the love of Wendy Styles. Best match they've put on so far. And I think this is going to be the best match of the night. Like, I'm looking up and down the card, and I think this is the best match of the night. The only match I think they could even touch it is a match that we'll get to later on. Um, and it was it has been their best match out of the trilogy. For sure. For them. AJ, Joe, the little, little bit chair shots here couple spots here. Joe is still teasing with the muscle buster. We know that he's not going to be able to actually do it because... Tyson Kidd is retired now. Yes. <laughs> his career is over because of it. They set up a chair. Uh, excuse me. They, sh- they set up... No, no. They did set- AJ hits Joe with the chair a couple times, sets it up in the corner, sits down and looks at him. And I'm just like, what is he going to do with this? Is he going to springboard off? Is he just going to sit there? Is Joe going to hit a muscle buster onto the chair? And end AJ Styles' career also? AJ goes to the corner, runs off, tries to springboard into a, a clothesline or a, a, an elbow. Urinagi on a... On onto the, the chair. Onto the chair. And AJ grabbed his knee real quick. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was very, very... Like, Quickly, huh. he like grabs his knee, and I'm like, "Did he hit his knee? Kind of hit his like hip? Maybe okay. just shot some pain down his could be his leg." AJ does have a, a history of back problems. Okay, 
Then they set up a table. And I, I'm sitting here like, there's only one way that they can actually do this table spot, and that's if AJ, you know, does the 450 through the table. That didn't happen. Maybe, you know, phenomenal forearm through the table. Didn't happen. AJ's on the top rope. Muscle buster through the table. Didn't happen. AJ picks Joe up in a doomsday device and just kind of falls like a, like a over. Back body drop kind of thing. Almost. Yeah, but it wasn't like a... He just falls like over on the side. But yeah, because he was on the side. Right, right, right. And um, I guess Joe's hurt his knee. Yeah. The ref is trying to stop the match. He's like, AJ, hold on. Joe's like, no, I'm all right. Let him, let him, let uh, I love I'm how AJ continue. went about this because then, like, calm, cool, and collected. And grabs the ref. Walked over to the ref. Just puts him in the corner. Said, put him in the corner. Just move aside. This isn't over yet. And I like that. And I thought after that, AJ was going to kind of like go into rage mode. And just like go to, go to town on his yeah, ankle. That's, that's what I thought he was going to do. He did it in a calm way. For the most part, with everything that has gone on, you would think that there would have been a little bit more right. uh, malicious mm-hmm. attack on the knee. Right. That's what I was expecting. It was more like a, a stomp, a stomp here, a stomp there. I mean, he definitely DDT targeted the knee, the knee for sure. Yes. Just it wasn't as vicious as I would have expected it to be. And, you know, he puts him in the calf crusher. Well, before then, I want to talk about that 450 splash. Cause the, well, he puts him in the calf crusher first, and then Joe gets out of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I don't remember how they got to the spot, but Joe is kind of halfway under the ropes, mm-hmm. and his leg is there. And I'm just like, Joe's just going to pull himself out. He's going to miss the 450. But AJ wasn't going for Joe's body at all. And this is a spot that like you were just talking about. AJ does a 450 splash onto Joe's leg. And it's like the accuracy that this dude has to go from the apron, springboard, 450, and accurately hit. Because like he didn't hit with his full body, but like his hands hit his knees. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? With so much accuracy. Like that's so imp- like little things like that to me are so impressive. And, and more so than like I a powerbomb spot or something. I said it. I was like, he missed him, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they showed the replay. And I was like, oh, they actually, he actually did yeah. grab his, like, you know, catch his leg. And I was like, you know what? AJ freaking Styles, man. It's insane. The he, accuracy is nuts. So Joe puts him in the Coquita clutch again. And you're, you and I go, oh, no. Because we're like, oh, this is it. Like, he's going to lose. Mm. Then they have the same spot that they did at uh, Hell in the Cell where AJ kind of rolls back over. One, two, kick out. Okay, so now we have all their moves except the Styles Clash. How is this match going to end? And Joe has him in the Coquita Clutch again. And it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. AJ kind of like gets out of it and then transitions into the Calf Crusher. But he can't, because Joe's leg is so big. And they're both wearing, like, you know, kick, um, kick, kick pads. pads. Yeah. So, like, AJ's trying to pull his, his, um, his ankle up. Hmm. And he can't. So we notice like he's just pulling on the, the kick pad. Mm-hmm. He's pulling, he's pulling, he's pulling. He grabs, finally grabs his foot, wrenches back. We're sitting here. Okay. All of a sudden, Samojo taps. Well, before then, you're like, oh, it's not going to tap. And I was like, I don't know. He's in the middle of the ring. Where's he going to go? Yeah, but he was closer to the, to the ropes on the, the apron side. Uh, with the How's he going to get side. there? 
He could have crawled over. I don't know. But like as soon as I saw this, I didn't think he was going to tap, to be honest. Neither I did I. I was surprised. But when he was in the middle, of, when I saw the position in the ring, I said, oh, he could. Mm-hmm. And you seem like, oh, no, you're just going to like you know bash his head and get out of it. That's, Which, I was that's like, how he usually gets out of the... Uh, right. The, and I was like, oh, okay, pressure. that makes sense. So then I felt, I like leaned back and I was like, okay, that makes sense. He'll do that. I will be fine. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I finished that thought in my head... Joe taps. Tap, tap, tap. And I'm just like, oh. And listen, okay. I'm, thoroughly, I'm thoroughly happy because you know me. I yeah. love AJ Styles. Right. But I, I, like I said, I wouldn't have been surprised if Joe won. Right. They, But they kept harping on, oh, AJ Styles is the first man to ever win the WWE Championship outside the United States mm-hmm. when he won it in uh, England against right. uh, Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. Can Samoa Joe be the second guy? And that was a tell. Usually when they do something like that, I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew they were, I thought they were going to keep the belt on him at least for the release of 2K19 because he's the, the cover artist. I mean, oh. the cover athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, just dropped. So I didn't think they were going to take the belt off him the day after it drops. Yeah. So it was one of those things where, like, I kind of thought it could have gone to Mojo's way. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of, I mean, I, you're never going to bet against AJ. I mean, I'm never going to bet against AJ. I will never. That's, just, that's not what I'm going to do. But it also makes sense because the, the game just came out, you know? But anyway, makes me happy. AJ won. Leaves a little. Um, and we we were. I don't want to keep going on about this, but this this feud, the small Joe AJ Styles, had to end here. Mm-hmm. Especially with everything that's been going on in the past, and I, I'm not gonna be able to sit through another four weeks of Wendy. Right. Uh, I, I couldn't. I still feel like they didn't tell the story the way they should have. I still feel like they had an opportunity to really do some character development for AJ, and they keep missing the boat. Yeah, but they, in my opinion, they made AJ look like a chump. That's what I'm saying. But they could have used that to build him, and they didn't. Like, now what? You're just going to pretend like, like this is all done? All right, cool. Next. I don't know. I don't like it, but whatever. Uh, next, we have uh, the Riot Squad versus the Bellas and women's, the Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. This match was the our obvious no-brainer of the night, mm-hmm. but you you pointed something out that I actually didn't even notice was Riot Squad comes out, the Bellas come out second, Ronda Rousey comes out afterwards, obviously, and Ronda gets in the ring first. They don't all get in the ring at the same time. Why do you think they did that? Because I'm... Was it just to put Ronda more on a on a pedestal by herself, just on her own platform? That's all it is. They're trying to continue to highlight and showcase Ronda Rousey, the you know MMA superstar, former MMA superstar, current women's champion. They're just just trying to keep that that rocket on her back, and it's just a different way of doing it. It alienates the Bellas, which I don't care about. Exactly don't for them, I don't care about. But it, let's say she's teaming with Ember Moon and Nia Jax. Right. That alienates the entire women roster. What did... Uh... I mean, Becky Lynch took a shot at it um, a few weeks ago. When Ronda won the championship, and they had her in the ring, and all the women surrounding the ring. Mm-hmm. And then when Becky won at, um, at was SummerSlam, right, that she won it? Yes. When they did the thing for her, and she was like, I don't need you know all the women no, around the ring. No, she won at Hell in the Cell. Hell in the Cell, sorry, you're right. And she made a point to say, I don't need this and I don't need all... I'm like, I said, I don't need um, this SmackDown women's roster surrounding the ring. I just exactly. need one person here. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like, 
I think she was, you know, expressing and reflecting the sentiments of a lot of uh, WWE fans and wrestling fans where you don't, like, why do that? It's so disrespectful, in my opinion. To the, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation on the show before. Mm-hmm. It's super disrespectful to these women who are out there busting their hump every day, who've been doing it for years, who have been on the indie circuit for 10 years, 15 years, whatever the case is. Who, who, like who? Like... Like Bailey from back back before she went to NXT, Sasha before she was in NXT, like uh, Ruby Riot. You know I was going to go. Yeah, there. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's, I was going to do that's that. That's where we were going. Um, Amber Moon. She was on the indie circuit for a long time before she went to NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, Asuka. Who I, you don't need to go further. I was waiting for you to go. You just wanted me to just do Ruby Riot. You're right. Your Ruby Riot spot. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> um, this match not as good as the Riot versus Riot versus Ronda mm-hmm. on Raw. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we even had a little bit of a conversation between who's going to start the match. Mm-hmm. Nikki, the, the veteran. Ronda Rousey, the current women's champion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start. No, I'm going to start. And they're just sitting there going back and forth. And you alluded to it like, damn, there are, they're, they're setting this, the, the, the foundation for Ronda versus Nikki at Evolution. Which is the rumor that we've been hearing for yes. like a month now. But it's still unconfirmed. Right. Uh, I don't know when they're going to confirm it. Maybe this Raw, maybe next week. They're running raw. out of time. They got like three weeks. I don't know what they're waiting for. Well, they anyway, don't, they don't need a a heated rivalry. They just okay. So not to jump the gun, but we were talking about this while we were watching the show. It's yes. the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, if these are two athletes who are legitimate, like in ring. Fantastic workers and technicians, a la AJ and Shinsuke, a la AJ and Daniel Bryan, or Almas and Daniel Bryan. Like, these guys who are just ridiculous in ring wrestlers, they don't need heat to put on a fantastic match or a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And we've actually even seen that AJ versus Shinsuke with no heat doesn't exactly work so if you have two of the best wrestlers in the world who couldn't do a program without heat you're going to put two women who are not anywhere near the best women professional wrestlers in the world without heat basically two part-timers I no, mean, Ronda's full-time. She, Ronda's full-time. She but she's doesn't green. wrestle full-time. But she's green. But she doesn't wrestle full-time. That's, she wrestles what, like every other or like every third week once a month no, twice a month. She's and she's wrestling a lot more. Like with her, she's getting more reps as she gets in here. I mean, it, she's fighting on house shows. Sure, fine, whatever. Yeah, I don't, part I can't time. Get, I can't, like Taker's a part timer. Brock is a part timer. I would not call Ronda. A I, those are those aren't part timers. Those are freelance. Like <laughs> they, they come in, they get their paycheck, they go. Scene is a part timer. These are all. These are part timers. These are guys who only work for part of the year and then they're gone. Ronda's a full timer. She's on the schedule. She's working house shows. She's doing the traveling. Does she have a match every week? No, but she's getting more and more matches week after week. So I don't, you know, you know how I feel about Ronda Rousey being the women's champion. Sure, Ronda Rousey being in the WWE, fine. I, you know what? You want to be a wrestler? Sure. Mm. You want to be a, a sports entertainer, as Vince wants to call him, because he doesn't like the wrestling term. Mm-hmm. Sure, fine, whatever. Ronda sells tickets. Ronda gets more eyes on WWE, and it's a it's a product that I love and hold near and dear to my heart. So if if, if it can get you know, nationwide coverage or national coverage. Bro, you can't say nationwide without me doing the the, thing, the jingle in my head. <laughs> you said nationwide coverage. Nationwide is on your side. 
But we can't. That's not trademarked. Like, that's, I, that copyright, is trademarked. Copyright. Sorry. Copyright. Um, as you were. You got to stop with this, man. I'm sorry. I you know why? When Matt's here, it's fine. We're doing whatever. But when it's you and me, this is the second time. But we get completely sidetracked because you're shenanigans. I'm and sorry. I'm not going to deal with this, brother. I'm sorry. All right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. As you were. Now I hear it in my head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so one thing that I noticed in this match that bothered me. Was we all know about what happened with Brie Bella and Liv Morgan? Yes, and I wanted Liv. If she's going to be in this match, I wanted her to give Brie her come up. A stiff, a stiff, a something, stiff shot, something like give that. Give her a stiff shot. And if she, not, if not, can't. if not, then let her kayfabe beat down on Brie Bella. She can't. No. You Instead, know, she gets like very little offense. She can't. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It's Brie, Brie Bella. The uh, one of the most successful women, one of uh, the most accident-prone women, one of the most successful women in WWE one history of the most with her botchful sister. women wrestlers in WWE. Bro, she's a botch machine who legitimately knocked this girl out. You can't give her like if I'm WWE and I know that one of my performers just knocked out another performer because she's not up to snub. You can't be like, all right, listen, I'm sorry this happened to you. Let me make it up to you. Get in some some kayfabe shots. Get in some offense. Look strong against this woman. Here's the thing. No. Nah. Here's the, nah. here's the thing. If this was Alicia Fox who did that instead of Brie Bella, okay. Let them stomp her out a little bit. Do whatever. You know, let, let the entire Riot Squad, you know, yeah. run run rampant on her. But this is Brie Bella. Something. Daniel Bryan's wife. I'm just Nikki saying. Bella's sister, one of the faces for Total Divas, one of the faces for Total Bellas, you're not going to have Liv Morgan, who isn't green, but is still relatively new on the main roster, get any stiff shots, get any sort of payback or retribution. Fine. I'm not, again, don't, it doesn't have to be stiff, it doesn't have to be like, shoot, fine, let's be professional about it, but like... Kayfabe in the minutes of the match, give her like ten seconds of beatdown. It's not supposed. It, it, that wasn't supposed to happen on Raw. But they mention it. If they're gonna mention it, if they're gonna acknowledge it. Then let make it part of the story. If let's talk kayfabe now. She got legit knocked out, right? Yes. And in the show, they acknowledged it that she got knocked out. So in the show, in part of the match, why not let Liv be angry about it and go after Brie? Doesn't that make sense? If we're acknowledging the fact that she got knocked out. Why is she not going, oh, I want her? I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. At least, for the sake of making it up to her, make her look strong. Give her 10 seconds of beatdown. I don't get it. I don't get it. I Obviously, Liv Morgan's not in concussion protocol anymore. Yes. She was actually in there. She took a couple she bumps. She was in there plenty. She was in there plenty. She, she, she took a couple bumps. Um, but the match, the, the, the ending of the match, <sighs> awful. And I... I feel like I do this every freaking pay-per-view. It was like, oh, awful. All that's like a, it's like a, the never-ending story. I say the same thing. And I try not to, you know, to do that, but how do you have Ronda Rousey put an armbar on both Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan? Because she's the baddest woman on the planet. Fudge all that. <sighs> Who's the legal uh the woman at the time? Sarah Logan? I think so, yeah. Have her eat the armbar. Yeah. Fine. Why 
R- Ronda Rousey is already an established because remember they do remember they're doing this whole like big shenanigans for Australia it's extra pageantry. I don't like it, but this is WWE we're talking about. Ronda puts Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, double arm bar. They both tap out instantly. And you're like, hey, now it's time for uh, Nikki Bella to hit her in the face real quick. Nothing. Raising hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the champion. Oh, uh, whatever. Total Bellas. <laughs> it's like, I thought, I thought they weren't going to do anything. If they we're didn't. gonna get this match, when are they gonna start this? Monday Night Raw. Ugh. Dumb. You waste the time. You waste, you do this now, then you can start Raw already on the path. Well, you can open. Now you don't have to open Raw with it, but uh, the Ronda Rousey segment can be her with her little, I don't know, face just scrunched up, angry. Yeah, she cuts a bad promo. Well, Ronda usually start kicks off the uh, nine o'clock hour. Does she? Normally. Facts. I mean, we can check back, but I feel like she's usually either the like the end of the 8 o'clock hour or the start of the 9 o'clock hour. Hmm. I'm going to have to look into that. It's a good, um, some fun, fun, fun fact right there. I, I notice the weirdest things. I don't know what to tell you. You really do. I really do. You really do. <laughs> um, we ready to move on? I think we are. All right. So the following match was the WWE Cruiserweight <laughs> Championship match between the legit hometown boy, Buddy Murphy, and defending champion Cedric Alexander. Now, when we were doing the predictions, clear across the board, we all said, Buddy's got to win it here. Yes. Cedric's been the champion since WrestleMania. Uh, Buddy Murphy has been impressive since going to 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a couple stories. He's had a couple chances. Couldn't cut. Yeah, he couldn't cut the weight. Right, right. 205. He was exactly. But in his hometown, before you continue, please. Okay, I, I stated in the prediction video, uh, the prediction podcast it was, I had Buddy Murphy winning a long time ago. Like, I thought that he was going to be the cruise, like the flag bearer for cruiserweights. You know. Seeing him in NXT when he was, uh, what was it, Blake Blake Murphy was his uh, yeah. brother mm-hmm. or cousin or whatever. Whatever. Um, you never heard of that guy again. I thought he was really good. I didn't know he was, like, he had the agility or the, the athleticism for, like, high-flying stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't know he was from Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Right. Because I don't really listen to when, oh, coming out of blah, 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 he yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 there. It's like, all right. I had no idea Buddy Murphy was the the hometown hero. Mm-hmm. And if it was, then obviously this had to be a lock. Right. But when you alluded to earlier, it was like, oh, they give the... Oh, we were watching the, the pay-per-view. Like, oh, they give the Iconics the win. They may not give Buddy Murphy the win. Right. But when he came out, that place exploded. And so that's what I was alluding to before with the Iconics match was... As loud of an ovation as they got when they won that match was nothing compared to Buddy Murphy doing anything in this match. Mm-hmm. This boy could have sneezed and the crowd would have exploded for him. Yep. The minute his music hit, the place was on fire. Yep. Like so Cedric comes out first. So I remember hearing his music first and going, "Huh, okay." I recognized his music, so I knew it was a cruiserweight match. Okay, cool. We're doing that next. Buddy Murphy's music hits. He comes down the ring. He's into it. He's got the Australian flag tied to his waist. He like this. Everything about this was set up for Buddy Murphy to win and hold the title high. And he came out the gate when he wanted that belt. 
As soon as that bell ring, he hits Cedric with a like a running knee, and he hit that knee flush. Like and it was loud too. And I think he went straight for the pin cover right there. And we're like, "Yo, are they squash match? <laughs> are, we, are we squashing for the bell?" But he kicked out. Uh, he being Cedric Alexander. Uh, but from right like right off the bat, it was very offense heavy for for Buddy Murphy. And we're not talking about like. Oh, like fake punches or like a fake kick. No, some stiff, some stiff shots. Stiff shots, like heavy hitting moves, aerial moves. It was Buddy Murphy came to play. Look, I, I want to. I'm not really super patriotic, but when it comes to the flag, any mm-hmm. flag, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to have it on you, you don't have it drag. And oh, it touched the floor a couple times. It, yeah, yeah, and it he bo- stepped on it twice. Yeah, it bothered me, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't, but it should. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is your country flag, like you know. Mm-hmm. Hold it up, you know, drape yourself in it, do whatever you have to do, but mm-hmm. don't let your flag touch the floor. Mm-hmm. Do do I need to bring that up? No, <laughs> but like you, I see weird stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I noticed it. I noticed it. That bothers me. You know, like you know what's the weird thing that bothered me is that when he came into the uh, into the ring and he went between the ropes he had it like scrunched up he didn't like yes! open it up yes yeah it drove me insane yeah I was waiting for him to like unfurl it and show the whole fly and he didn't he just had it bunched up in his hand I was like what, Listen, when you when you are you gonna you, no you're not, you're not okay Listen, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican if I'm a wrestler and WWE does you know I work for WWE and I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm not from the island of course but mm. you know Heritage is strong, and so yeah, on. Yeah. Like, you know, bro. You open it up, you you get. I think he would have got a bigger reaction opening the flag and like could be, but who but knows? Regardless, he got plenty of reaction. He got plenty of reaction. And man, this was such a good match for Buddy mm, for and Cedric. And so no, don't get me wrong, and Cedric, but Buddy really should like he really stood out here. Yes. Um, you were saying during the match, you said it's not the best match, but it's the most entertaining match. It was, and it for sure was. It wasn't match of the night for me, right? But it was by far the most entertaining match. This match was just like a mile, like a million miles an hour, and it was go go go, and it was hard hitting, and it was it was just entertaining. Uh, the first act again was pretty much just Buddy Murphy on top. Mm-hmm. Second act, uh, second act of the match was where we got some more back and forth. Cedric got some offense in. Yeah. Both of them hit beautiful Tope Conjuros. They were just like gorgeous ones. Buddy's was, but you could tell Buddy was amped up for this match because when he hit that Tope, he like overshot it, mm-hmm. and he got lucky that he was able to like just hit Cedric on the way. I mean, he got he got a lot of Cedric. No, he did, but you could also tell he overshot. Like he went over extension. I mean, you know, adrenaline. Nerves, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, you get to, he was he was up for this match. Cedric's was like impressive because he had very limited space, and he hit perfect space on his. Okay, so I want to talk about Cedric's uh, tope real quick. Okay, he runs, jumps, clears the ropes. But if you notice, he like he judges distance with like his, his, his wrists, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, for, his wrists and his forearms touch the rope, so he knows mm-hmm. where he's at, where mm-hmm. he needs to land, mm-hmm. and that. Impressed the hell out of me. That's skill. That's talent. That's how you get I'm to a, be at this I'm, level. I'm not you know? a big fan of Cedric Alexander. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, during WrestleMania, I thought Mustafa Ali should have won. Agreed. Uh, I always thought that Cedric was sort of boring mm-hmm. as the champion, mm-hmm. but to his ring awareness. Mm-hmm. Oof. And that's the thing impressed. about Cedric, and that's why when he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, um, when the the match was over and the crowd was chanting, "Sign him! Sign him! Sign him!" Is because his in ring work is there. 
It's always there. Well, he's 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 not the most charismatic person. I find it, I find and I like feel like he, that's his problem, especially like on the mic. He doesn't really bring much to the table. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a Cedric match that I was like, oh man, that's a bad match. Do they always captivate me? No. But I, I know I don't think I've ever had anything negative to say about his in ring work. He's consistent. Always consistent. But uh I kind of we like we knew what was gonna happen with this match when Cedric hit the lumbar check mm-hmm. and Murphy kicked out. For the longest time, WWE two oh five live, whoever, raw, whatever, played the lumbar check as if it was like 205 lives equivalent of the F5. Yeah. Like you do not No one kicks yeah, out of the lumbar don't. check. Yeah. And when Bla- when Buddy, I want to come Blake now because you mentioned Blake Murphy. Yeah. When when he kicked out, when Buddy Murphy kicked out, I was just like, <gasps> Yeah, you were legit shocked. I was like, oh, he kicked out. You I know, was whenever. stunned. I was just, I was beside I, myself. I didn't know they were making the lumbar check like the super move. Oh, yeah, yeah. No one kicks out of the lumbar check. No one. And when he did, the crowd erupted. I was in shock. You were definitely in shock. I sure. I knew it wasn't the end of the match, but mm. but then again, I didn't know that they were uh, making the lumbar check so strong. Mm. I didn't know like, no one's kicked out of it before. Mm. Uh, but, but but when Murphy kicked out, that place went crazy. Yeah, you shocked. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't know it was that big of a deal. No, it's it's just a finisher. <laughs> WWE kicks out finishers all the time. Yeah, what are you talking they about? They make finishers look weak all the time. Yeah, no, they're this... making a, a a finisher strong. Head yeah. scratch. That's crazy. It was nuts. Uh, and then Murphy. I don't. They called. I mean, Michael Cole called a pump handle driver. driver. Yeah, I don't like that because it's not exactly. It starts as a pump handle move that he and then what he does. Like he torques the body mid air, which is kind of hard to, to really. Delineate what he's doing. Yeah, and I guess like, it kind of like, ends yeah. in a driver-ish kind of landing, but I don't know that I'd call it a pump handle driver. Yeah, but they, it's well, not he, quite. He needs a name for that move because the pump handle driver is kind of. It's a little incorrect. Yeah, but whatever. It looked good. He hit it. And he got the one, two, three. The place exploded. He was clearly like this was emotional for him. This this mattered to him. There was people in the crowd. They looked like they were about to cry. Yeah. And I, damn, I said, man, Buddy Murphy's over in Australia, man. If, for, if nowhere else, at least in Melbourne, Australia, yeah. Buddy Murphy is, uh, he's the bee's knees out there. He's the cat's pajamas out there. So, yeah, that was a, it was a really entertaining match, and I'm, I'm happy that Buddy Murphy won. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on to the... would be the Raw main event? The Raw, Raw's main event. Raw's main event would be Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, quote-unquote, the Dogs of War. Right. Versus Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, The Shield. Ooh. I don't like that they all came out to bronze music. Mm. I get it. Save time. All of them come out. Fine. Whatever. No problem. Again, Dolph Ziggler looks like the <laughs> little brother. Little brother. Hey, <laughs> take your brother to the park with you. Well, I don't want to. Take him. Yeah. Bro! <laughs> like he looks a little, little, little silly. Like I can totally picture like like Braun and Drew about to leave the house. Hey, let's go and beat up those guys. All right, let's go. Don't forget your brother Dolph. Come on, mom. Yeah, come on, let's go. And then like yeah, he messed up. 
Oh, I can't. It's like a little child. You and I were speaking before, uh, you know, off air was how are the shield coming out? Are they coming out stage, they're coming out crowd, stage, crowd, stage, crowd, stage, crowd. Came out the crowd, they came out three separate three entrances. Three separate uh, my opinion, security did a terrible job at actually creating a pathway for them to get down. I, I felt their entrance took way too long. Also, they came out wearing these like masks and before you shine like light on the masks I thought they looked pretty cool mm-hmm. and then when you actually they look like Bane yeah they're like Bane meets Sub-Zero yeah I was like oh that's not cool anymore <laughs> Michael Cole goes how intimidating blah 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 I'm just like yeah not really I guess <laughs> you and I have different definitions of intimidating <laughs> right model <laughs> I was like listen Michael I can show you some stuff that's intimidating but <laughs> you may not like it this match, with all the the backstory and the heat that they've had, starts off with a, a basically a brawl. Mm-hmm. Shield gets the upper hand, kind of like jumps. Uh, they they get Dean and uh, not Dean, excuse me, Dolph and Drew out of the ring, and they just kind of just like pounce on Braun, kind of get him, get him out of the ring, clear the table. To do uh, the shield shield bomb. bomb. Now that's a name. Shield bomb. I don't know. (laughs) Dolph comes and helps, obviously. McIntyre does as well. To to stop it. McIntyre comes from around the ring, helps him also. And then, I mean, this match went for, what, 20 minutes? Something like that? I believe uh, third longest match of the night. Yeah, about 20 minutes. 19 and a half. About 20 minutes. And I felt like for 10 of those minutes, it was just uh, Braun and his boys beating on Seth Rollins. Yeah, I can see that. Just beating on him. Tag here, stomp him out. Tag there, stomp him out again. Tag there, boom, cutting the ring off. And like I said earlier, was I felt like this entire uh, house show, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. was super showdown, cut the ring off. Like, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. It was like... Beat on the baby face, hot tag, match over. Yeah, this time it was Roman who was the one who got the baby the, the baby face. The uh the hot tag. The hot tag. Now was that before or after he accidentally hit Dean? No, this is before. So where was Dean during this? Because wasn't this when Dean was on the floor? Outside after the hit? And so that's why Roman was the only one who got the hot tag? Because when he got the hot tag, he was the only person in the corner. Yeah, but Braun and no, was it Braun or was it Drew McIntyre that was in the ring? I don't remember. For this, I don't, I don't remember the exact person, but I know that Roman went to hit the Superman punch on insert character here, <laughs> ducks and hits Dean, Dean Ambrose on Ambrose. the who's on the apron. Yeah. Now you stated earlier, like. When WWE makes something way too obvious, they don't they don't go with it. Mm-hmm. And when they're sitting here, oh, he got Superman punched. This means Dean Ambrose is going to come in. He'll turn. Here we go. And they even set it up where at some point you had um, Rollins and Reigns in the middle of the ring. And on the apron, one, two, and three initially was, you know, McIntyre, Ziggler, and Strowman. And then on the fourth side of the ring comes up Dean Ambrose. And so they kind of make it look like, oh, he's going to, the four of them are going to jump in and, and they're going to beat up on, on Rollins and Reigns. And I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. You're making it too hot. 
It's not gonna happen. And he he gets into the ring. They all get into the ring at the same time. And Dean kind of like runs by uh, Seth and Roman and knocks out Strowman. And knocks out Strowman. Yeah. And Michael Cole goes, "They're brothers to the bone." And he repeated that line at least two more times, if yeah. not at least one more time. I brought this up during the match because this is indicative of the fact that they're not going to turn Dean, Dean heel, or at least not anytime soon. Renee is a permanent fixture on the announced team now. Mm-hmm. And they're acknowledging, whether directly or indirectly and subtly, that Dean and Renee are married. Yes. At some point during the match, someone said to Renee... Uh, no, Corey Graves. It was Corey, right? Yeah. Said, Renee, you know Dean Ambrose better than anybody. Because they're married. Yes. Right? Okay, that's the implication there. And then he asks, oh, you know, is he shield through and through, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, there's no one more loyal, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine, whatever. Now, being that they're acknowledging this, if Dean turns heel, how are you going to play that off with Renee on the announce table? Doesn't make any sense. I guess she doesn't know well, you're gonna, her husband. Exactly. Oh, I guess you don't know your husband? Oh, blah, like, it just doesn't make any sense. What, is she going to bad mouth, bad mouth her husband? No, because she's a face announcer. And what is she going to do? turn heel and, and like support him it doesn't make any sense yeah so like things like that little things like that make it so that there's no way they can turn Dean heel anytime soon my opinion I thought that they were going to have uh, Braun turn face again because I wish uh, Dolph lost the match for them I could see that but, but if anything that would just end up being a Braun beatdown on Ziggler and turning Ziggler face no it would Braun would start to beat down uh Dolph and then Drew, because they're tag team partners, would stop what you call it, uh, Braun from beating on Dolph, and then Braun hits Drew also. Then I mean that that mean could still still be a face turn there, and then the tag team champions are face turns. But uh, that, in that scenario, you'll probably get a Braun face turn. But unless Drew also jumps in, that just turns into a face turn for Ziggler. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. This match is kind of like meh. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't care about the match to begin with, to be honest. Uh, Shield went over. Dean hit Ziggler with the dirty deeds, which we knew a we Shield was going to win. Well, first, before before uh, Dean hits Dolph with the dirty. There's so many D names in this freaking match. <laughs> before Dean hits Dolph with the dirty deeds, say that five times fast. <laughs> Braun Braun ran around, knocked down, you know, basically trucked oh, over yes, Reigns. Yes, yes, yes. And uh ran around, ran over Seth. And D- uh, Dean is setting up the, the stairs. I'm like they're like, oh my god, no, 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 they're on announce. Oh my god, no, no, he's gonna kill him. And you and I were very impressed that he goes to like basically tackle Dean into the stairs. And Roman flies out of any, like, left field, crashes through the barricade. And that's great camera work. Because they have the camera fixed on Braun's back. Yes. Following Braun. So you don't see Roman anywhere near yeah. the shot until, until he jumps impact. into yep. frame. Until impact, yes. Exactly. And we're just like, oh, okay. I see you, Roman. We were impressed. Okay. I see you. And then that's also, and that's, again, so that also serves... To, to unify the team. Roman accidentally hit Dean, but then he, you know, saves his he saves brother. Dean. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you see this after the match is over. Dean goes over to Roman to help him up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Woo, Shield. Oh, 
Yay. Dean hit Dolph with Dirty Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one, two, three. Shield wins. Shield wins. This this next match. I don't. What? I feel like I sneezed and I missed it. Well, if your sneeze was two minutes long, then yeah, you definitely missed it. <laughs> I don't. How do you have this? Ma- okay, I'm sorry. Let's backtrack. Let's let's before I start losing my mind. Let's backtrack. The penultimate match of the night: Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Winner of this match gets to face the WWE Champion. Okay. I've stated on the show before that I thought this was a gimme storyline. Miz was going to win. Miz would eventually beat AJ Styles in a feud for the title. And then Daniel Bryan would take it off the Miz at WrestleMania. To me, this was easy, set in stone, we said it print last, money. We said during the predictions. That's what I said in the predictions. It writes itself. Exactly. So, I thought this was a no-brainer. As a matter of fact, when this match was about to start... I didn't even pay too much attention to it because I figured, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Don't need to pay too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lo and behold, two minutes later, without knowing what happened, we hear one, two, three, a bell, silence, music, cheers. And we're just like... Did that just happen? What? Did that... What just happened? And they show the replay, and The Miz loses to Daniel Bryan to, an, into, to a, a small, small package. package inside Cradle. I was like, what? What? It didn't make any sense. So now Daniel Bryan wins, and immediately they're like, oh, Paige just announced that Crown Jewel is going to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Someone please... Please, please, I'm begging you. AJ, somebody AJ versus on Daniels Facebook, Barry. on SoundCloud, someone somewhere, call me. I don't care. Someone explain to me what just happened and why it happened because I don't understand. AJ versus uh, Daniel Bryan is more marketable. Two of the, you know, two indie guys or you know what you call it. Uh, what do you want to call them? Uh, technicians. They tried this with AJ and Shinsuke, and it didn't work. Yeah, but they didn't have New Japan time. They had WWE time, and it's like, hey, here's your 10 minutes. Do what you can. But what are they going to do? This is going to be in Saudi Arabia, and there's no heat, and there are two faces. What, AJ's going to turn heel just for the sake of this of this uh, program? We have a month. Almost basically a month to figure out how they're going to spin and this. And what's Miz going to do now? He's... I will not be surprised if this is a triple threat match. I will not I see that. I will not be surprised if this ends up being a triple threat match. I'm pretty sure I saw Miz's shoulder moving at like one and a half, by the way. They didn't acknowledge it, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't a, a clean three. I don't remember the, the ref's name, but I know his name is Lil Nate. He, oh, when um, he's dropping down, he hits the one count, and then it's two, three. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a botch ending. That's what I thought, too. Because the Miz was pissed. Yeah, but he also could have been playing that. Miz Obviously, is a pretty decent actor yeah, when it comes to that. I mean, his movies are trash, but his acting in the ring is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, just didn't make sense. And the way it went down, him hitting the three count, and then he hit, and then he rings for the bell, and the crowd is just as confused as we are because they don't even react right away. It was. It goes one, two, three. Ring the bell. Crowd, and we're just. It was just. 
Something about the finish was off. I don't know if they were running short on time. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But that is just... What? I, again, someone please message me, us, whatever, and Listen, explain I that mean, to me. I don't mes- message us, and maybe you guys would know. Someone can someone call Dave Meltzer. Someone call Dave Meltzer and have him explain this to me because I don't get it. I don't get it. Or call Trips. Call somebody. I don't understand. Vince, Vince doesn't know what he's doing. I think Vince probably thinks there's a call for the XFL. I think Vince probably just called a touchdown and it didn't happen. I don't know. I don't get it. We move on. Fusion to our paper, uh, our, our headline main event. For this pay-per-view. Build as the last, last time, time ever. Burps. Can I get a burps? Burps. Can we get two burps? A burps, burps. Can we get a three burps? A burps, burps, burps. Triple H comes out. Shawn Michaels comes out first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess every man got their own intro. All of them did. Silly, but whatever. You want it to fill time, you fill time. Braun, Dolph, and Drew all came out together. Mm-hmm. But all four of these guys have to get their own entrances. Just saying. So yeah, Sean first. Then comes out. It's time to play the game. And Triple H comes out in his now, I guess, ring gear would be the leather vest with the hood. Bro... I'm not crazy about the hood of the vest, but you pointed out the patch on the side of his vest. It says NXT on it. I'm like, that's dope. That's dibbity dope. My man Triple H loves his NXT son. That's his, that's his baby right there. He comes out, Kane comes out, and then The Undertaker comes out. How was it that Kane, whose whole gimmick is about fire, got no, no fire, pyro. no pyro, no, no fire, pyro. no nothing, but Undertaker comes out, we get fire galore, just, just flames everywhere. I was like, it looks like a Metallica concert. Like, what's happening right now? I don't understand. There was, there was enough there was enough money in the budget for Undertaker. No king. That's it. That's it. That's it. When they get to Saudi Arabia, then that's when they go all out. Everybody has pyro. Everybody gets pyro. Shoot, the announcers will get pyro. The JoJo will have pyro. JoJo. Oh, she won't be I'm sorry. She won't be my, there. She won't be there. Brings my me bad. to my next, uh, you know, point. Mm-hmm. JoJo announcing the last time ever. And now we're getting this in. This has become a no disqualification match. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, Trips is going to win. There goes that. There goes my prediction. I, I, our biggest issue with this match was Shawn Michaels. He was involved. He was involved early. And, and often. often. Kane, on the other hand. Non-existent. Non-existent. I, I, I actually forgot at some point Kane was even in the match. Bro, he, he got in zero offense during the match. Mm-hmm. He got in some defense. We never hit anybody. He pulled out a ref. He took a bump. He took a table spot. And that was about it. It was basically Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Back to Mundo. You were stating this earlier that they need to set up for Saudi Arabia where there's going to be them, you know, the rumor, Triple H the and rumor Shawn Michaels is versus the Undertaker and Kane. Correct. I don't know if this was the right way. I think the way that the match ended was perfect, and we'll get to that a little later. But 
I don't know what they were doing with The Undertaker here. Where it was, he's a face, but he's sort of acting like a heel because he hit uh, Trips with the tombstone. Mm -hmm. Pins a one-two, kick out, gets up, socks Mike Yoda in the face, and Mike Yoda, whose glass is made of jaw, was (laughs) out for ten minutes. More than that. More than that. At least 15, 20. The match itself... Was 27. 20 minutes long. A half hour. Let's round it. A half hour. Let's round it to a half an hour. Kyoto was out for at least half that. <laughs> Kyoto was sleeping. For, I was like, yo, if this was legit and he was unco- he was like unconscious for 15 minutes, he's dead. Someone called the EMTs. That's not safe. A couple chair spots here. Yo. And Undertaker. Yo. Was not. He took nothing. Off those chair shots. These are definitely two guys who, you know, I mean, we all know that they've been in the business for two decades each. Mm -hmm. We're talking about... Plus. We're talking about like 40, 50 years combined of these two guys in the ring who have been through the Attitude Era where like no holds were like... No one cared. Mm -hmm. You got Mankind taking like 11 unprotected headshots from The Rock. So these guys like, they didn't care. And you can tell that these are two dudes who even at this age, they looked at each other backstage and said... You want to go for it? Let's go for it. You want me to hold back on those chair shots? Nah. No. Lay into them. I mean, and they... Oh, boy, did There that. wasn't any headshots. No, because they can't. But... Man, those chair shots at the back. Trips was eating them shots. And Taker was kind of like... Like, talking some yin-yang to uh, Sean. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what he was saying, but he was like pointing to his like head. And Sean was like, come on, Taker, stop. Please, stop. I was like, yo, are they going to have Sean throw in the towel for, for Triple H? <laughs> what is this, New Japan? Listen, <laughs> it could work. It could have, but no, it would have started a feud between uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. No, this could have led into Saudi Arabia, which was just like, I didn't give up. Blah, 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 blah. You and me, for the last time, again. Because you know how WWE likes to, to renege right. on their once-in-a-lifetime, right, right, right. last time ever. See, I thought the setup for Crown Jewel would have been, like, I think I mentioned in the predictions, if this wasn't a no-DQ match, Mm -hmm. if somehow Shawn Michaels got involved. Like, let's say Kane was the one who, like, maybe the taker hits the referee, or the referee hits there's a ref bump, and Kane interferes, and they start beating up on Triple H, and so that's how Undertaker wins, and that's how Shawn Michaels gets involved into a tag match. To me, that makes the most sense. Ref bump, Kane interferes, Michaels tries to interfere to help, but he can't, and then that's how Triple H loses the match. That's how you get a Shawn Michaels to be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it wasn't fair, blah, 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 we'll do a tag match. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that here. As soon as they said no DQ, I said, okay, that's not how they're going to do it. That's what made my theory even more. I was speaking to Amanda on Monday when we were, while watching Raw, and I'm just like, Taker's going to lose. He's going to lose. And I don't know why I went against my gut for, for the predictions, but... Taker can just run the whole, yo, you wouldn't have won that match without Shawn Michaels because sweet chin music to the to the pedigree. That's how you won. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here, you know, at, at the end of the match, Triple H wins via sweet chin music pedigree. And we're like, yo, this is, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there. They all have their arms up, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, we're happy. Oh, uh, you know, one Hall of Famer and, and three others to follow and all this other, you know, good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And then Undertaker. Boom. Hits him. Hits Triple H. Kane hits Shawn Michaels. Oh. Tombstone. Kane does exist. Tombstone, Tombstone. And that's it. So this, again, does set up for Shawn Trips versus uh, the Brothers of Destruction at Crown Jewel. Do we want to see this? Because honestly, this match went way too long, in my opinion. 27 minutes. It was way too Almost long. a half hour. I don't need to see almost a half hour of a tag team match now. Well, that's why that's making no DQ because these two guys can't go half an hour in a regular street. I mean, Triple... Uh, sh- uh, excuse me. Undertaker was gassed. Oh, yeah. He was gassed with that capital dude, G. That dude was blown up, son. Uh, I don't... I don't... I don't know. It was kind of a, um, a deflating finish. For what we thought was a relatively decent event. Yeah. The pay-per-view was okay. Uh, the Buddy Murphy thing and him winning was a nice standout. AJ versus Samoa Joe was a good match. And just to have it finish like this and the match before it with Daniel Bryan and The Miz finishing the way it did. Kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth, but... I mean, it's WWE. See what they do on Monday, I guess, right? Yeah. So, overall... On a scale of 1 to 5 topes, Jeremy, how would you rank? 2.75. 2.75. Just on the cusp of 3. Just on the cusp of 3. Uh, the Daniel Bryan uh, Triple H match kind of brought it. It was a 3 for me. Mm-hmm. And then that Daniel Bryan finish was like, oh, that's a 2. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H and Undertaker went, went back up to 3. Mm-hmm. And then the length of the match kind of brought it down. Like, mm-hmm. A quarter. I was like, all right, 2.75 for me. I'm probably going to hold 2.5 on this. 2.5. I think if the last two matches had finished better, yeah, probably could have been up there with you at 2.75. Mm-hmm. And I think the only thing... I feel like the, the AJ Samojo match and the Buddy Murphy-Cedric Alexander match are the only two matches that are keeping it above two. Okay. Because the rest of the card was kind of like, meh. Like, I'm going through the notes here, and the entire night, I felt like I didn't take a lot of notes, because every match kind of just like a, oh, that was fine. I felt like it was, that a, was fine. an extended Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, like nothing was great. Everything was okay. None of the matches were terrible, but nothing stood out. Every, nothing was great. I mean, one thing did st- uh, stick out, in my opinion, and that actually leads me to a new segment of ours. We'll get to that. And I, I can't wait to get into that. Okay. Let's finish your point. But other than Joe versus Styles and, and Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander, nothing like I didn't like the finish of Charlotte and Becky. Same. I, I didn't care for the Iconics versus Naomi and, and Asuka. Same. Tag team titles didn't change hands, so there that's nothing there. Mm-hmm. John Cena is going back to doing movies and the lies. Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens are probably gonna go into a program with Leo Rush on mm-hmm. Raw. Who wasn't even on the show. The Bellas and Ronda Rousey is just setting up for maybe Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey at, at, at Evolution. And then this whole Dean Ambrose, you know, Shield versus Dogs of War thing is going to finally end at Crown Jewel where inevitably it's going to be Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus uh, Drew and Dolph for the tag team titles mm-hmm. with Braun and Roman ending their and feud the with match. the triple threat match. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. I. 
this thing made me want more. This this whole event made me want more out of their matches. Again, mm-hmm. buddy, the, the cruiserweight championship match, entertaining as all hell. And and not and to like clarify, not like you want more in a good way. Not like oh man, it's so good, I want more. It was more like a, all right, but where's the rest of it? Yes. It's like, and that's my issue with this whole show as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sitting for my two and a half because the whole I think the whole show was okay. Where's the rest of it? And you, like you get your main course, but you don't get your sides. Yeah, it's like what, what it was fine. It was okay. Like I'm no longer hungry, but I'm not satiated. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm not hungry anymore. But was that delicious? No. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna come back to this restaurant? Probably not. But we are I'm gonna come back to this restaurant. I'm not watching this again. No, but <laughs> I'm not watching this but, again. But if we're talking about the, the restaurant is WWE, then we're coming oh, back. See, to the I restaurant. think of the restaurant as this particular. Event. Well, the the main course is the pay per view. We don't need to dive too deep into this. Yeah, let's let's, let's 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 not, yeah let's not, like bury this metaphor too deeply. Um, you want to go ahead and go into your your brand new segment, Jeremy? Brand new segment. New, 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 new. Shades shining star. Shining stars. Now there, I have two. For the very first time, well, ex- explain what okay, so for Shades me, Shining Star is. Shining Star is pay per view or a, a Raw or SmackDown. Doesn't necessarily have to be WWE oriented, but wrestlers that have stuck out to me, you know, that week or that day, you know, whatever. Blake Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy. What did I say, Blake? He said Blake. God damn it, Blake. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander. I can't botch my first segment, man. What's but going you, on here? But you did. But I did. Botcha mania. Matthew, stay away from this. <laughs> um, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, both of my shining stars. Mm-hmm. Their, the pace of their match, the offense, the, the stiff hits, the athleticism, thoroughly impressed. To the point where, you know what? I may start watching 205 Live, uh, you know, on the regular now. For as long as it's still around. Um, yeah, I mean, they are slowly incorporating <laughs> it into you, it's NXT. Gonna happen. It's going to happen. But, man, I said it off air. I said it on air. This wasn't the, the most technical best match of the night, but it was by far the most entertaining. And I hope... Buddy Murphy can do something with the Cruiserweight Championship. Bring some energy. Well, they bill him and they 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 um they book him like this dominant brute force. Yeah. So if they do that, he could be a dominant heel champion with all these faces trying to come and take the title off him. So mm-hmm. that could be interesting. We haven't had a dominant champion like that since Neville. And the Cruiserweight division. Right. What about Enzo? Like I said, they haven't had a dominant champion like that since Neville, who's now Pac. Tupac. Three Pac. Pac Man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's going to do it for our recap and review episode of WWE Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples2Apples, as well as Facebook.com and Twitter.com, both slash Grapples2Apples. Feel free to make sure to you know, like, share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, tell everyone about it, and make sure you come back and catch us on our weekly episode in a few days. As always, I've been Will the Thrill, the Shakespearean candidate, joined by The Weekday. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Later. Peace and love.